0: Well, thank you, Jason. And uh, yeah, welcome everybody. And I just gotta say, as I'm standing here in this auditorium um, with empty seats, I'm really looking forward to seeing those of you who will be able to join us next Sunday. And um, so it's 2021, and uh, it's still that sense, that it's this new year. And I'm just gonna cut right to the chase. I just wanna ask you, as you're looking at 2021, what do you wanna see happen in your life? And I'm talking, I just wanna go spiritually. I know there's lots of other things that we can talk about. But I wanna ask you, in your heart, what do you wanna see happen spiritually in your relationship with God? I, 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 just, I think I know this about you. I, I know this about every follower of Jesus, once God gets inside of you, there's something, the whole, not something, it's the Holy Spirit inside of us who's just constantly urging us to keep growing and keep experiencing more of God. And so today, as you're watching this, if you feel like, man, where is the peace? Where is the joy? Where, where's the power that, that I read about in, in the scriptures? And if you are wanting this, Full life. I love that when Jesus says, I came so that you might have life to the full. Man, if you want life to the full, because I do, I want to keep going, man. I know there's more of Jesus for me to experience than today's for you. And I'm excited to share it with you. So before we even start, before I dive in, I want to pray because I believe with all my heart that God hears our prayers that are in accordance with his will. And I want to tell you his will for you and for me is that we would be living our lives to the fullness of the measure of God. So let's ask him to lead us to that place today. All right, father, thank you for that good word that you give us. Thank you for the word, the good news of hope in Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, that you are far more than we could even begin to grasp. And yet you're telling us that we can know you, that you can fill us with your very spirit. God, I, I, you know every person who's listening to this message and you know where they're lacking and you know where you want to fill them up. And I'm asking in Jesus' name that you would anoint your word today, that you would speak to each person watching so that we might more clearly understand who you are and how we can take hold of the life that Jesus you took hold of us for. Would you give us that grace and that gift today? And I'm asking for it in Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, as Jason said, our series is What's Next, You Decide. And last week we talked about you get to decide, I get to decide if we're gonna invest or not. And Jesus looks at us and he says, come follow me. Right, Come follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. So we have the choice to, to decide, are we gonna follow Jesus? Are we gonna invest our life in him so we can receive everything that he has for us and then let him make us someone who invests in other people? And he goes, and you get to decide. And that's what we talked about last week. And, and he said, and so, and, and if you do, then you're gonna make disciples. And then he said, What? you're gonna get a hundred times return on that investment if you'll invest your life in him and if you'll invest your life in others. Man, that's worth going after. You know, it's interesting. Uh, uh, I, one of my best friends back in, in Michigan, he's our financial advisor. And um, every time we talk, right, I, I have to sign this, uh, fill out this little form because he wants to know Susie and our risk tolerance. <laughs> so, uh, and I can just tell you, when you don't have squat Um, it's hard to risk that little bit that you have, even though I knew if I would risk more, I might have a chance of a greater return. But you gotta check out your risk tolerance. Well, I think about that and I think about our vision statement, okay? Here's our vision statement at, at K2. We wanna be a church that makes disciples with reckless faith in Jesus Christ. Now there's more to it and I'm going to get to those in the weeks following, but I just want to camp on this one. This is where we're going today. Jesus is going to offer you and me a chance to be reckless in our faith with him or not. Now let's look at this. What does that mean? By the way, when I say reckless, I'm just going to say this. It means all of me for all of him. That's what it is. It's all of me for all of him. And I yeah, I, I, we're, we're actually taping this before uh, Sunday. And I just want to tell you, my, my heart and my mind are so stirred um, and disturbed because of what took place at the Capitol. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm most disturbed, in, in, well, for many reasons, but people are calling me and saying, Dave, people were, this mob was going, attacking the Capitol. And there are they're, they're many of them, not all of them, but some are claiming Jesus Christ in this. And I just want to say, and here I am going to teach you today about having reckless faith. I am not talking about that because our reckless faith is in Jesus Christ. And none of that activity looked like him at all. So let me just make that really clear. It's reckless faith in him. So last week we looked at Peter and Peter looked at Jesus and he says, man, we left everything, right? To follow you. See that, that's pretty risky, that's a pretty high risk tolerance to give up everything, that's an amazing investment. But some people would look at that and go, man, that's really reckless, but they went for it. Here's a definition, by the way, that helps us, I hope will help you to understand why we decided to put reckless faith into our vision statement. Reckless means without care or regard to the consequences without care or regard to the consequences. So in a sense, you could care less. So that's why we're saying, I want a faith that says all of me. I'll do anything that Jesus asked me to do. And I'm leaving the consequences to him. I'm not gonna care about the consequences because I can trust him. But man, I want him to have all of me me. You guys, it's so interesting because that's really the DNA of K2, which was part of the beautiful part of our story. That when God, when I, Susie and I sensed this call from God to move from Michigan and Detroit to plant out here, and and our story is so great because without even asking anybody to join us, just casting vision about what we were going to do, 30 people felt like they heard God say, sell your home quit your jobs, leave your families, and move to Salt Lake to plant a church. And, and, and here's what's crazy. People would go, would, would, I can't believe that happened. See, see, people look at that and they go, man, that was so risky. And, and some people feel like, that's, isn't that reckless? I mean, we had people saying, well, why don't you just keep your home and rent it just in case it doesn't work? Because it just felt risky. But you guys, this is what actually brings the fullness of life. And since we started that way, 17 years later, man, we want to keep being a church that is like that. But, but here's what's interesting. Reckless came from the word reckon. And reckon, R-E-C-K-O-N, here's the definition of that. It's to account, to tally, to figure. In other words, you are being very careful when you reckon, and so reckless is the opposite, but when you reckon something, and here's, here's what I wanna take you today. Reckless faith is saying, all of me for all of you, Jesus. See, what you're careful about, what you reckon, what you tally and figure is who is Jesus Christ. Yes, you consider very carefully who it is that you're putting your faith in. And the return, you tally, you figure the return that he offers you. And once you are very careful about who it is you put your faith in, then you are not, you could care less and you go for it. And you say, all of me, i leave everything. And man, I want to tell you, that's when life with God takes off. And if you're finding your heart just need more, finding it dry, finding it empty, finding struggles with, 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 with spiritual life with Christ. It's all of you for all of him. I love in Ephesians 5, 15 and 18 says this, be very careful <laughs> how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. See, there it is. So in the midst of having reckless face, he says, be very careful. Well, what would be an unwise investment? In Mark chapter eight, Jesus says this. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. Listen, you guys, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world and forfeit their soul? So... See, he's going, yeah, be careful. Reckon, tally, figure it out. What are you putting your life in? And he says, if you are so full of care for your own life that you won't lose it for Christ, you'll end up losing it. And that's careless to Jesus. But what's the wise investment? Look, let's go back to Ephesians 5. Be very careful how you live as wise, and what's wise? Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And man, yeah, I'm telling you, wow, Wednesday was evil. And yet that means we get to make the most of an opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, don't be foolish. Understand what the Lord's will is and don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the spirit. You know what wise living is—a wise investment. All of me, Jesus, for all of you. You make the most of every opportunity. You understand what His will is, and then you get filled with the Spirit. Let me to share a couple stories that, uh, that, as I was thinking about, what does it mean to have reckless faith, and why is it so hard for us to do this? One of them is called the rich young ruler. It's in it's in the in the Gospels in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and the Scripture. And it's actually the story right before the scripture I taught from last week, where Peter said, Man, Lord, we left everything. This is this was what was happening right before Peter said that. So a young guy who's got a lot of money and he's a ruler, and he comes up to Jesus and he says, What must I do to inherit eternal life? You know what this guy's doing? He's ready to invest. (laughs) He wants a return. He wants eternal life. He wants more. And so, in fact, I was thinking, I wonder if this was maybe January. Maybe it was the new year. (laughs) Maybe he was thinking about this and saying, man, I want more. Maybe he was in the same boat you're in right now. Now, Jesus knows something about eternal life. He knows it's actually, he says, it's knowing me. Not knowing about me. It's actually being in relationship with me. So Jesus says back to him, he says, well, you know the the 10 commandments. And the guy goes, yep, I do, and I do them. And even though he's doing, now listen to this, maybe this is you, he says, he's following the commands of God, but he can tell there's more, something's missing. And I love this man. It says that Jesus looked at him and loved him. I don't know if you guys are watching The Chosen. If you have not watched The Chosen, you you have to. That's my pastoral command to you. It is an amazing depiction of the life of Jesus. I I hope they do this scene because I would love to see how they portray Jesus looking at this man. He loves him. Why is he loving? Because this guy wants it all. He wants more. And so Jesus says this, Well, man, if you wanna be perfect, if you wanna be, the word means complete. If you want a full life, if you want it all, then here's, he looked at him, he said, then there's just one thing you lack. He says, go sell everything and give it to the poor and follow me. And the guy couldn't do it. See, Jesus right there said, okay, I'm gonna give you a chance have reckless faith. All of you, for all of me, you decide. And it said the guy hung his head and he walked away sad because he had a lot of money. He couldn't do it. He had, see, and why? Because he was so full of care for his life that he didn't even want eternal life. Man, it ends up being, I would say, the most careless decision he could have made. And it's interesting because, you know, everybody, his disciples look at him and just go, oh my gosh. And Jesus says, it is so hard for people who are rich, who have a lot, to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples say, well then, man, who can be saved then? Jesus, who can do it? Listen to me, this is so important for today. If you want the fullness of life in Christ, Jesus says, with man, this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. So now let me tell you another story. Let's go to Peter. Because Peter's the guy that said, wait a second, God, we left everything to follow you, right? And so Jesus says, now remember when he said, now if you want to be my disciple, he says, then you must deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. And here's what's crazy, you guys. After three years of spending every day with Jesus, all of his disciples, Peter included, were still consumed with themselves. (laughs) Still, they couldn't do it. And I mean, all the way up to the last supper, they were still arguing about who was the greatest and who was gonna get the higher position. They couldn't do it. Peter, man, he was so full of himself. Even when he's, even in a good way, he's like, I will never deny you. See, what did Peter have? He had self-confidence. I can do this. I can be what you want me to be, God, in his own strength. And yet what happened? Couldn't do it. And he denies his Lord. After three years, Peter had never learned the word impossible. It's impossible with man. And today... I just want to say, I I believe so many of you are watching. Maybe you're like me. I believe there's more. I want more. I know the things that I think that that God is saying he wants for me and I can't do them. And then I get frustrated myself and I try harder. And some of you have tried to be everything that God wants you to be. And you've tried to have a more spiritual life and you've tried and you've failed. And all of a sudden you start thinking like, oh my gosh, I don't think this can happen. And I just want to tell you, it is impossible for man, but not with God. All things are possible for him when we say all of me for all of you. So question, how do we make disciples in our vision statement with reckless faith in Jesus Christ? Well, the first thing, before you can ever make someone like that, you actually have to be one. Okay. So how to be a disciple with reckless faith? Let's go right to Matthew 28. And Jesus tells us exactly how to do it. Here's what he says. Jesus came to them and he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Now listen, here we go. Baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Here's three things when we, that, we, that we need to experience, that we need to say and experience if we're going to have reckless faith and the fullness of life, all of us, for all of God. We gotta say, take me, break me, and make me. Take me comes right here. When he says, how do you make a disciple? He goes, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. See, when, when anybody puts their faith in Christ, the Bible says that God actually redeems you. He rescues you. He actually goes, he takes you, okay? And so what you're saying is when you, when you get saved, it's like, you don't rescue yourself. You don't save yourself. If you, we know anything, it's impossible for a human being to save himself. God takes us, but we, that's what we say. We go, God, please take me, take my life. And then as soon as you say that, what happens is you receive Christ. So, and as soon as you become a Christian and you receive Christ, what's the first thing you do is you get baptized. Jesus said right there, as soon as that happens, get baptized. By the way, if you're a follower of Jesus and you haven't been baptized, you gotta get baptized. And he says, and baptize them into the name, which means into the person of God, the father. What happens? When you receive Christ, you become a child of God. You're baptized into the Father, you are his son. You get baptized into the name of Jesus because Jesus is the one who died on the cross. And that's why when you're baptized, you you go down as a symbol of death because you're baptized into Christ. And that means all of your sins, he's paid for. But then he rose again so that you can live a new life. You're baptized in the name of Jesus, and then you're baptized into the name of the Holy Spirit. And that means the Holy Spirit comes and you and him and he in, comes and dwells with inside you. And now you have that. That's who you are, the name of the Holy Spirit. You are born of his spirit. So as soon as you make a disciple, the first thing you do is you baptize them into the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit so that you solidify for someone. You are a new creation. You are a child of God. You are completely forgiven forever. And you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, the inheritance of God, his presence inside of you. That's what happens. So when you're a disciple, who's gonna have reckless faith, the first thing you do is just say, take me. <laughs> and God does. And he makes you his child. He baptizes you. You are baptized into the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Well, then, then the next thing Jesus says is, and I call this break me. He says, and then, Therefore, go make disciples, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Okay, seriously? (laughs) You know, I started making a list of all the things that Jesus commands us. Oh my Lord, are you kidding me? Man, does anybody want to get probably discouraged? It's like, try, just try it. Try to do, obey everything that Jesus commands has commanded you. Love and forgive and give your finances and serve and be sexually pure. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Deny yourself, take up your cross, put everybody else ahead of yourself. It's so, oh my goodness. See, you know why I said, break me It's because all those teachings, they're so not you or me. He is literally breaking us free from our selfishness. He's breaking, break me. But the problem is you try to be like Jesus and you can't do it. You can't. So he breaks you like Peter, Pierce Peter with all this self-reliance and the self-confidence and I'm gonna do it. And then he can't do it. Now, here's the question. Why would Jesus Christ command you to do something to obey everything Why would he actually command you to do something you can't do? Listen to me. Please, Holy Spirit, help all of us to understand this. He commands us to do things we cannot do without him. This is the whole point. Because if you could do it without him, you know what you would do it? You do it without him. You just, you just do it. And the eternal life is knowing him. It's experiencing him. It's loving him. It's being in relationship with him. So he literally commands you to do something that you can't do and it breaks you because you realize I can't do this without you. And that leads me to the last thing. So take me, and he does, and he baptizes you. Break me from my selfishness and my self-reliance and then make me, make me, oh God, make me a disciple like you. And here's the verse, surely I I am with you always, every second, every moment of every day to the very end of the age. And I think this is why in the Ephesians passage, when he said, be very careful how you live, make the most of every opportunity. Let it, it's the days are evil, you guys, get out there, let's go for it. Understand what the Lord's will is. Be taught <laughs> everything you're supposed to be command to do. And then what's it say? And be filled with the spirit. You guys, the beautiful thing about that, be filled with the spirit, is it's actually a command. Do this. And it's passive. It's something you have done to you. Jesus, fill me with your spirit and make me do in me what i can't do. You know what Jesus says? He says come follow me and what? And i will make you. You're not you're not going to become a selfless person that fishes after people you're, you're just not, but Jesus will make you that. And then he said a couple fascinating things. He said apart from me you can do nothing. No branch can bear fruit by itself. See, you can't do it. So who, who actually makes me? How do I have reckless faith then? How, how do I give all of me to God? He goes, God will actually help you. Listen to what God says in Philippians 2.13. It says, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in accordance with his good, good pleasure. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's workmanship. See, he goes to work in Christ Jesus because I'm baptized into Christ and Christ is in me. We are created, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do the good works. He does it. First First Thessalonians 5, Paul writes, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through, all of you. May your whole spirit, soul, and body, all of me, be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. It's impossible for you and me, but not with God. All things are possible with God and he can work in you and me to give us the grace and the mercy and the faith and the love of his spirit. Be filled with his spirit and then you'll have reckless faith. So how do I do this? Now, I just want to tell you, I'm reading a book right now called Absolute Surrender by Andrew Murray, guy in, lived in the late 1800s. Man, it is, it is changed my life, and it's so exciting. I'm going after it, man, walking with Jesus for 33 years. I know there's more, and I'm getting it, Daggummit, in 2021. So how do you do it? Here's what I'm learning. First thing you do, you got to just remind yourself, if you're a Christian, and if you're not, Put your faith in Christ and experience God. You can do this. You can, he, will, he will so rescue you and save you and set you free and fill you. But if you're already Christ, what, what do you gotta do? You gotta go, I am a child of God. I am baptized into Jesus Christ. I am born of his spirit. You gotta, you gotta remember that he did take you. And then you just gotta know what his will is you got to know that Jesus is saying, obey everything I've commanded. And here's what's crazy. You've got to say, I must do it and I will do it. You guys, you can't sit there and go, well, man, that's that's just too much. There's no way Jesus really wanted me to do that. Yes, he did. And you have to say, I can and I will. It is impossible for men, but it's not for God. And here's what I want to challenge you to do Today, I did it afresh just last week. You gotta say, Jesus, please take all of me. All of me. I surrender everything to you. Take all of me. And you know what? You can feel nervous in saying that. You might not even feel much when you say that. But in your soul and in your will, you can tell Jesus, I want you to take all of me for all of you. And here's what you can know. If you say that to him, then he will take you. And then, You and I have got to rely on him and trust the one who said, I'll do it. I will make you a fisherman. I will live inside of you and give you reckless faith. I will help you with your sin. I will help you with your doubts. I will help you with your fear. Just keep being filled with the spirit. Keep coming to me, say it every single day. Jesus, I wake up this day and I say again, Take all of me, take my sin, I confess it to you. That's one thing to be filled, confess your sins to Him and know that He forgives you so that you can be cleansed, so that you can be filled again afresh every day. Paul said, I die. Every day, Jesus says, you must take up your cross daily. It's a constant. Why do we have to do it every day? Why daily, Jesus? Because you can't do it by yourself. I'm asking you to do something you can't do by yourself, but with me, you can. So tell me every morning, I receive the fact that I'm a child of God. Fill me with your spirit. Have all of me. And you guys, if you and I will go into 2021 and when Jesus says, hey, will you be reckless? Will you give me all of you, all of you, give me all of you? Because I'll give you all of me. If you'll do that right now, 2021 will be like a year you've never had before. So I'm just gonna lead you right now in that prayer close your eyes. Be quiet before God who loves you with his life. And let's pray. Father, in Jesus name, I'm saying it, I'm going to say it every day. Take all of me. And thank you. Thank you that you do. Thank you that you will fill me with your spirit every day. God, for every person, say it to him right now in your heart, you guys. Just say, Jesus, I give you all of me. Take all of me because I want all of you. And just know that if any of you are saying that to him right now, he will. He will, God, take our hearts, take our devotion, take our weakness, take our sin, take it, God. Take all of us, all of our brokenness and fill us with your spirit and your grace and do what we can't do. We know it's impossible for us, but we know it's possible with you. And I pray that grace on every single one of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, man, let's do this life. Let's not. Let's be disciples of Christ, making the most of every opportunity. Let's go out there and make it happen. And I tell you, this first song is so perfect as we go into worship, worship him. Say it to him, a thousand times I've failed. I can't do it, God, but still your mercy remains. And should I stumble again? I'm caught in your grace. I'm caught in your grace. Embrace me, God to love you from the inside where the spirit is out. God, do it. Do something inside of me so that I can give you my life. God bless every one of you who are making this decision in Jesus' name.